Welcome in, everybody. Episode 17 of the How You Say Podcast. I'm Boyd. And I'm AJ. And I'm still alive. Still fighting for the championship. Yeah. And Boyd I am, I am is also still, still alive. But you don't want to be alive. Like. Just on a personal note, I am alive. Okay. I just want everybody to know that. You're also still in it for the toilet bowl. Yeah, I, probably I, yeah. To be. I, I'm excited. You know, I think I want to be in the toilet bowl. And then I can beat that person uh, and then talk trash to them in the moment. If I'm not in the toilet bowl, then, you know, I have no say. And this is my whole goal all season was to tank until I got into the toilet bowl and then be able to have a hand in sending somebody to that last place finish. Oh, you would also have a hand in sending somebody to that last place finish. Say this week, if you beat your opponent, then that well, opponent I'll, is in the I'll, toilet bowl. Yeah. I'll send them to the place where they could. Act. Anyway, we'll get into that <laughs> just a minute. Yeah. Uh, packed show for you guys uh we got to talk about the loser bracket got to talk about the winner's bracket obviously we have a call-in guest tonight uh so why don't we uh quit dinking around and get to it okay let's start off with the winner's bracket because it's small yeah let's start off with a little bit of nfl news uh covid omicron variant reared its ugly head and caused three different reschedules of NFL games. Just on a league note, um, we determined that all the games would still count in this week. There was some discussion about whether we needed to place some safeguards in effect, like we did last year, where you can nominate a player to count for your team if somebody in one of these later games ends up getting canceled. We did have one cancellation last year. It was Steelers and Titans, which was postponed, I think, from week six to week 12 or something along those lines. So we wanted to avoid that situation where if your game, unfortunately, got rescheduled out of that week after the rest of your team had already played, you'd still have a chance to get some points. Uh, Turns out the playoff teams did not think that was necessary, so we did not enact that protocol, but feel like Maybe the other player moving forward. Oh, okay. Didn't you you would have voted for that? Is that right? I voted for that. I was like, yeah, just nominate someone. It's not that hard. Yeah, wouldn't have been that hard. No, no. The league was <laughs> confident that that wouldn't uh, be an issue, as they know. were confident that no games would be rescheduled at all. So you know, I was surprised long. that like people who had say quarterbacks who had both quarterbacks going in a matchup on. Mm-hmm. Tuesday decided not to voice that opinion. Yeah. So interesting. Nothing happened. It may, I don't feel there's a one matchup which is of very, which is of key importance to one of the playoff uh, games that could be rescheduled, could be pushed out. Um, which is Kansas City's having a little bit of COVID flare up. Yeah. So see what happens with that. Uh, but let's get into it. Let's yeah. get into um, uh, the first matchup, which was myself versus Andrew. You four seed versus the five seed. Yep. And you picked Andrew. I picked myself. And I happened to come through. I don't happen to come through. Who was the cooler? And who was not the cooler, but we we were both cooled. He was cooled by approximately fifty points. I was cooled by yeah, we were more both than more than fifty points. Oh, yeah, he was like forty eight points. I was like fifty one points. Yeah, still came through with it. I think Pete posted Monday night. Were you sweating uh, going into Monday night? Tuesday night. Tuesday night. Well, yeah, mon- well, Monday night, too. You had Jefferson going Monday, who provided just enough cushion, I would say. Yeah, I was, I was, I think I was always projected, like, after the Sunday morning games had started a little bit, I had always projected to win, and my projections kept coming down, and his projections kept coming down, but I was still ahead all the time so 
quietly confident, very unsure. Like, I was just counting how much of a gap do I have? Do I have a touchdown gap? <laughs> and it was like, okay, I have a touchdown gap. Okay, I have barely a touchdown gap for like a six point touchdown. <laughs> and it's like, okay, DK can get like a one yard touchdown and I'll still be okay. Going into Tuesday, which had DK, Stafford, and on my side, I had the Lambs kicker, Matt yeah. Gay. Matt Gay, he has a name. Who, who came through. But well, yeah, I was just going to say, you won 85.6 to 78.9. Matt Gay had seven points. You absolutely needed that kicker. Uh, I don't know if you had thought about benching Matt Gay in case he got negative. Probably not. But the kicker decided the matchup, kind of. Not really. <laughs> that, that That kicker did. I mean, his kicker got four points, so it wasn't the difference in the kickers, but you needed those seven points. I needed one point. (laughs) You needed one point, yeah, as it turns out. Uh, Yeah, just uh, failures across the board. Uh, You had two total touchdowns from your skill position, guys. Andrew had one from all these names. Jamar Chase had a .8. Amari Cooper, a 1.8, easily their worst games of the season. Uh, Joe Mixon, Alvin Kamara, each had their worst games of the season, I believe. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, it was bad. I, I believe, like, maybe Gronk even had some of his worst games. Mm-hmm. Like, except for that one game where he had Zelos and he was injured. <laughs> mm, yes, of course. Uh, yeah, Gronk had his worst game. It's just like... How many worst games can you survive? And I uh, seem to survive. Yep. So, yep. On to next week, on to the semis, where I'll face Danny. On to the semis. Okay, let's Sco- move to the other quarterfinal. Uh, it was Corey against Laura. We both had Corey, and he nearly doubled up Laura. 152 just, to 77. Just a point of clarification, it isn't a quarterfinal because there aren't eight teams. You could call it an elimination final. <laughs> like you could call it a, what's it called? Qualifying final. You know what, nerd? You can take that and <laughs> bring it to another podcast. We're not interested in that here. Uh, Corey's team dominated. Uh, yeah. Well, 33 from Mahomes, 28 from Tyreek. Big stack there. 27 from Johnny Taylor. Uh, easily so, the highest score in the league. I will say that Jonathan Taylor should not have got 27 points. If he was a team player, he would have got like the 40-yard one at the end of the game and then slid down inbounds. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he, he decided to go for the win. Like, the fantasy win, yep. Yes, and get his fantasy points. Like Up until that point, he was doing decent. He'd had like 80 yards, but no touchdowns, I believe. And then he lipped off a... 50 plus yard touchdown to kind of seal the game. Yeah. Which got him the 17 points, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Anyway. Uh, so great game for Corey on Laura's side. Uh, not a whole lot of effort, unfortunately. <laughs> she started Damian Harris, who had been ruled out well prior to the game. I think on Friday, even, he was ruled yeah. out. Uh, Laura did not bother checking her team, started him, not only started Damien Harris, started him in the flex position, who, as uh, you said on this podcast, not the you, the early guys, you got to start in their position group. That way you leave the flex open just in case something crazy happens. She got double digits from defense and kicker. Defense and kickers matter, uh, but the rest of her team, pretty massive failure. So... Corey coming through with the stacks, he's he's lolling along nicely. I believe there is still he is still debating amongst himself that which who is his th- second running back? Is it Jones? Is it Dylan? Is it Sanders? Mm-hmm. And then who is his flex? Is it Clyde Edwards-Alaire? Is it Van Jefferson? Who knows? Let's see how he goes with these crazy matchup dilemmas. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, as we mentioned last week, 
Danny and Christina had buys, so they don't have matchups, but they were eligible for the high point for the week, as well as the loose change bets. Uh, they did not cash in any of those, but we'll just mention their scores. 132 for Danny would have been good for second best score in the league. Uh, Christina with a hundred, that would have been good for fifth best score in the league. Yeah. Christina's uh, position players also decided to crap all over the bed. Yeah. So there was a lot of players who decided not to turn up or may have been sick due to COVID or mm-hmm. whatever else. Mm-hmm. Just underwhelming performances. It was a fortuitous week for her to have a bye. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's move on to the loser's bracket, which is why everybody tunes in to the podcast. Uh, we'll start with the top of the chart, Eric and Badger. The winner would be safe from uh, not being in the loser bowl. And that person was Badger, won 119 to 106. <laughs> I don't know that either one of us predicted this one. Uh, no. I'm pretty sure that I picked Badger to be the ultimate loser, which she was not. She got 32 out of Mark Andrews, 27 out of Brandon Cooks. And that was basically enough to win 119 to 106. Yeah. I, I think, like, even with the 38 points from Travis Kelsey, not enough. There was a lot of pedestrians on his team. Let's see. Yeah, I think Tom Brady was going to get more than one point, though. <laughs> you know, if Tom Brady has 14 points, even, uh, Eric would have won. Yeah. For the yep. scoring at home, 14 points still would have been Tom Brady's fourth worst performance of the season. So easily, uh, Tom Brady could have eclipsed that. How did. New Orleans shut out Tampa Bay. Well, they got both their wide receivers injured. Mm-hmm. So that's a good way. And injury sucks. It's unlucky. You have to roll with the punches. So I don't know, like, where would you have rather been? One, Alec would have lost to Corey if he'd made it in. That's true. Because he would have been the sixth seed. He couldn't yeah. have been the fifth seed. Um, well, he could have, but like unrealistic to jump Andrew's score. How did, like, which one would you have rather been? Like, have this disappointing performance by your star recruit in the first round of the playoffs or first round of the losable? Um, I guess I would choose lose in the first round of the playoffs because at least you're in the playoffs. Yeah. And I mean, you're eliminated no matter what. So if you're telling me you're going to get eliminated in the loser bowl or the regular playoffs, I would choose regular playoffs. True. Like, and we don't have any advantage for being low in the loser bowl. Yeah. Okay. So Badger is safe. Doesn't have to do anything else for the rest of the season. Uh, mm-hmm. much to her enjoyment. And Eric uh, still possibly could be the ultimate loser. Uh, let's move on to the next most exciting bracket. That was Pete against Ted in a tight matchup. Pete prevails 99 to 96. Did not come down to the kicker, uh, although Pete did win the kicker battle four and a half to three. So Pete advances. Pete is now safe from not being the ultimate loser. Uh, meanwhile, Ted will now uh, be in a win or you're in the loser bowl game next week. Uh, fine performances. Each of them performed very close to their projections. It was 105 to 102 for Ted in projections, uh, but he fell by uh, the opposite, which was three points. So um, anything uh, of note in this matchup for you? Both teams, again, underscored their projections. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another hot pickup for Pete. Gabe Davis went for 23. Proved to be uh, a difference maker in this matchup. Uh, Ted, no second quarterback. We'll see. Despite picking up three quarterbacks during the week, Jake Fromm, Garrett Gilbert, Kyle Shermer, did not start any of them. Uh, they would have helped. Had he started Garrett Gilbert, he would be safe from elimination. <laughs> All right. So moving to. Let's move on uh, to 
the 11 versus 12 matchup champion versus runner up from last year, Barrett against Boyd. Uh, she was projected to win by nine, and by God, if she didn't win by nine points, I oh. cooled her off a little bit, but not enough. Barrett prevails. Yeah, both teams, again, under their projections, mm-hmm. didn't come down to kickers, didn't come down to defense. You got 37 points out of a waiver wire quarterback. Hey, don't forget and- about Hunter Henry. I got 60 of my 90 points from the waiver wire. <laughs> last week i finally nailed the waiver wire and the scrubs that i drafted or traded for or i guess picked up earlier uh cobbled together about three points per person it's a very disappointing performance like i want to know why you didn't start deontay foreman uh well who would you have started him over like stevenson Devonte fleeman over Devonte fleeman i would have Definitely. I might give you Devontae. Uh, I did notice in the game before this that Latavius Murray got a touchdown and was starting to get a little bit more involved. Ramondre, last time he played without Damian Harris, went for 100 yards and two touchdowns. I don't think you can fault me for that. Both guys were projected to outscore him by three. Uh, Maybe you could say the flex spot, I suppose, would have been a consideration. I, Christian Kirk was the guy that I actually had in there at one point and then pulled him out. That was, I mean, any of those guys would have given me the win. And yep. uh, if you're asking me if I regret it, of course. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I wish I weren't in this position. But whatever the case, whether I won or lost this week, I still would have had to win this week. So really a meaningless matchup for me. Yes. Uh, okay. okay. So I wanted to talk about one other thing. Yes. From, like, AJ's new little corner, kind of, with a twist. Okay. Which was turning... So, this is coming on from a few weeks ago. People were discussing on the podcast, off the podcast, about tanking, about people tanking too early, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. A way to promote tanking or to make it more realistic is potentially changing our league to a dynasty league. Okay. What are your thoughts, boy? On going full dynasty? Full dynasty. And uh, I will clarify that if we go, if we were to go full dynasty in my head, I would restart the league completely. I think that would probably be a good move. Um, I am interested in full dynasty i think the problem with i i know that other people have voiced their concern over the draft as their favorite part of the whole fantasy season and i tend to agree there's nothing quite like draft day and if you eliminate that because you just roll over your existing roster it's a lot more of kind of the maybe not tedious but it's a lot of a lot more work like draft day is fun and everything else is work. You got to, you know, you got to <laughs> grind away at the waiver wire and trades and all season long. And there's no, no off season. You know, we, we'd have a rookie draft, I suppose. And that would be, you know, kind of its own thing. But the drafting of new players is one of, at least, I mean, for me, it's one of the most exciting things about fantasy football. I think for other people, it is the most exciting thing. So I think it would be a tough sell. But it's something I'm interested in. You know, we've always talked about maybe having satellite leagues in which we try out some of these different ideas. I might be more interested in that as a satellite idea, but I'm not, you know, if if we got some momentum towards full dynasty, I would wrap my head around it and I'd be into it. Yeah. Like the way and so for those that don't know, Dynasty is where you basically have a uh, what do you call it? Ex- not expansion, but starting graft in, say, April or March of a year. And then once that's done, and it has to be normally before the NFL draft. Once that's done, then you would do a rookie draft in our normal draft time of August-ish. And then those are the players you have. You 
we would have expanded losters, slightly expanded losters. You wouldn't need to, like, you would be able to keep everyone normally. Sometimes they have it like you need to drop five players or something else. But normally you just keep everyone and drop only like three or four for the rookie draft that you need. Yeah, and... I, you know, I think what the way you're describing it, it would be a different kind of fun. I, it's maybe not all a grind, but like, yeah, yeah there would be guys with ex- expiring contracts and you'd cut a couple of guys and there'd still be some fun stuff to do in the offseason. It'd just be a different because I think a lot of us are used to banking on a renewal the following year. Yeah. And your, your decisions refresh. certainly have more repercussions. Refresh. Or refresh, that's right. Yeah. And you, one thing which we would make it a little bit difficult because we have trading of money, you can kind of tank this year for next year and there would be people who would be like, well, I'm set up for next year and now all my money is going away. Like we would be moving away from auction and back to a normal snake draft because the rookie drafts are normally snakes. Mm-hmm. Either snake or uh, non-snake, but just picks. I think I think what would be interesting from maybe an anti-tanking perspective is, I mean, you could still trade for budget, but that budget would be rookies only or free agents only. And so it's not like, you know, I'm trading to get $20, $30 next year, and I know I can spend that on, you know, McCaffrey instead of Mixon. Kind of, they're like, those guys aren't going to yeah. be available. It's going to be that, do you want, you know, Javante Williams or Michael Carter kind of conversations, which is yeah. definitely less sexy when you don't know who those guys oh, are. Oh, yeah. So you, you can definitely trade for picks, and maybe we do it where instead of trading for money, you're kind of – we're basically saying – Next year will be dynasty. So instead of trading for auction draft, you will be trading for picks. And there'll be the first year round, there'll definitely be two sets of picks that you can trade for, which is like the initial draft picks and then the rookie drafts. And then every year after that, it will just be rookie draft. Mm-hmm. I thought to consider yeah. for people, it will be like, I hope our turnover of the league has gone down a little bit. Like, I assume we'll always turn over maybe one team every two years or something like that. But hopefully it's not like two teams a year that we had a couple of years ago. I like us to be consistent, to for me to know everyone in the league, and that way more trades, more uh, smack talk happens. Well, Hopefully we don't lose the last place team year after year. I mean, <laughs> it's not a it's not a winning penalty anymore, but it'd be nice to, you know, like make fun of that person for the whole year after. I say that and I'm very possibly going to be that person. But, you know, Eric is the only loser to ever rejoin the league the year after or even yeah. in our in our history. So. Yeah. Okay. Well. Uh, with that, why don't we bring in our call-in guest? Okay, joining us this week is our esteemed colleague, sometimes co-host, and member of the loser semifinal, Ted Stone. Ted, how are you tonight? I'm doing well. How are you guys? I'm good. I, I should be more happy, but I'm just good. I don't know whether I'm going to win this week, feeling a little apprehensive. I mean, you have scored the second most points in games that matter, just like <laughs> I have scored the most points in games that feature the word R. Since R sure. is a letter, I'm doing pretty well. Are you, do you mean like Raiders, uh, Chargers, like those that letter yeah. R? Yeah, that level of. Yeah. Well, when you drill down through the data and you look at just those specific games, I've done amazing. Ted, how do you feel about the fact that uh, every single person in the losers bracket outscored AJ last week? Um, no, I mean it's not it's not much of an accomplishment because he scored so few points. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, technically, uh, everybody in the losers bracket outscored three of the four uh, people with a live matchup last week. So, I think we need a recount of the playoffs, don't you, Ted? Yep. I think, and I think we should uh, push back the playoff, the interest of playoff, because this would have made a big difference. <laughs> these wins, these scores, would have altered the picture dramatically. All right, Ted, how you feeling? Uh, I we talked to you a long time ago uh you've had a lot of kind of ups and downs uh you both acquired Tyreek Hill from me and then later traded him away for cash uh, you were one of the sellers at the deadline are yep. you satisfied with your path to this point I mean obviously you're not in the playoffs so not 100 percent. but what's the <laughs> what's the current outlook for the mega power squad? um we're just enjoying it we we uh we accomplished our um revised season goal our initial goal was to win the championship our new goal was to make money and we did it we did it we made money we uh maximized the profits that we earned from our uh player trades that's it yeah and i have to say ted lowball us ted i have to say thank you for not accepting my offer because oh, you're welcome if you had, I would have lost this week, and I would have been down fifteen dollars. So I think it's just win-win, win-win. Yep, you're just gonna keep winning. That's based <laughs> off of the awesome team you have. Uh, were any of your goals beat me twice, as you have accomplished? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I can go for the three peat. I'd cool. rather have like lost one of those two, so then it would be even going. That, you know, but they I mean, that in the NFL, it's hard to beat a team three times in the same season. Yeah, so not feeling great about that part. Okay, well, let's get to it. You and I are facing off in the loser semifinal. Loser will be in the loser bowl. Uh, still have a chance to not be the ultimate loser. The winner of this week's matchup will definitely not be the ultimate loser. How are you feeling about our matchup? I'm feeling as great as anybody facing the possibility of being in the loser bowl. <laughs> Amazing. Just to say nervous, but cautiously optimistic. Yes, yes. I have literally no idea how you win any games at all. How I did? Yeah, I, I don't. I look at every week and I'm like, how did he do it? How did he win this game? Oh, well, I would say one of my wins was legitimate. I had a, a decent team back in, I think it was week four against Corey. Yeah. And I had, I think I put up a 130 against him or something. So one legitimate win and... And three squeakers. Um, for me, you are literally nightmare fuel. Your team is nightmare fuel. I'm like, I cannot lose this team. He's literally <laughs> not trying to win anymore. And he keeps beating people. Uh, I, my only, if I do lose to you, hopefully I'll face Andrea. I know she doesn't listen to this. So, you know what? She can eat a bag of potatoes. Potatoes isn't what I was going to say, but I know this is a family podcast, so. <laughs> that it is. So, a you will. bag of potatoes. <laughs> so, you will definitely not face Andrea, because Andrea is not in the losable, as she won. I don't care. Well, as sweet. long as she eats a big bag of potatoes, I feel like I won. <laughs> so, Ted, Knowing... you and I have had uh, some similarities over the past three weeks, at least. You know, we both sold. Okay. Uh, I struggled to find a second quarterback, really a first quarterback, most of the season. Mm -hmm. You also have been a little quarterbackless since your uh, trading spree. Yep. Uh, you are starting Taysom Hill this week and newly picked up Jake Fromm uh, yep. with Baker Mayfield going and getting himself some COVID. How are you feeling about your boy Jake Fromm this week? Um, I feel better than anybody who owns uh, Mike Glennon feels, I guess. <laughs> Mike Glennon will find his way into the starting lineup. Don't I know. That would be amazing if we had two quarterbacks from the same team in the same matchup. You need to trade us oh, Cam great. Newton and Sam Darnold. That's how we make yeah. that happen. <laughs> well, if it was early in the season and the trade deadline hadn't passed, mm. that could have been a possibility. Yeah. Why Why can't we, we push back the trade deadline? 
and the waiver wire pickup deadline. <laughs> so we don't have complete tanking. Oh my god, oh, complete tanking. Look at Boyd's team. He's been tanking since week three. <laughs> hey, I held on to uh, such fantasy stalwarts as Odell Beckham and Michael Pittman and Trevor Lawrence. Wow. Those guys, those they stuck with me all year long. How do you feel about that, like, sticking with Trevor? I mean, Lawrence doesn't seem that great, right? Trevor is the Trevor, 27th ranked quarterback, and that seems way too high. I have no idea how he is ranked as highly as 27th. He has not I mean, had double digits since week 12, and he has holy, one double-digit performance in the last seven as a quarterback. Holy moly. Oh, my God. He has one game <laughs> over three oh, – sorry, two games over 300 yards and one game with multiple touchdown passes. <laughs> that is the story of Trevor Lawrence. He has one touchdown pass in the past seven weeks. I, I don't know how many of these – I don't know what are the, which of these is the worst stat. I, I really don't. Wow, that is amazing. I mean, it's not all the, um, the coaches Urban's fault, right? Basically. I was going to say it is. And then last week without Urban Meyer, he put up somehow he put up 9.6 points. He didn't have a single touchdown, but he also didn't turn the ball over, uh, which not as in free. Like I'm looking at his game log right now. He does have one, two, three, four, five games without any turnovers. And he's still this bad. <laughs> His average score in those games, I believe, is somewhere around nine. He has six games with no touchdowns and no interceptions. Okay, so he's a high floor, but the ceiling <laughs> is lower than the floor. He's a low floor, low ceiling quarterback. It's not <laughs> a deal. All right, Ted, uh, I, it doesn't sound like you're following many other matchups. You did not know that Badger uh, was not eligible to be the ultimate loser but have you been following the the winner's bracket do you know who's in it you know the matchups uh, i i think aj's in it that's barely, correct barely in it uh incorrect. incorrect you are not in it got it no. uh, wait which one is it aj you're not in it or you're in it come on man Jeez, you decide do you uh, have any hot takes on uh, the remaining semifinalists? Uh, do you have a prediction for who will win it all? I'm gonna yeah. go. I have to go with Corey Ragdoll. The team looks unbeatable. Okay. I mean, well, hopefully that does not come true for my I mean, sake and <laughs> the wing's sake. Really, AJ? Let's look at your team here. I mean, ugh, your number one quarterback is Mac Jones. Oh, sorry. You snuck Dak Prescott down there. Oh, I see what you did. Oh. Mac and Dak show. Mac and Dak? Yeah. Oh, that's Ugh. my do team. Mac and, do Mac and Dak make the all-name team, Ted? The, yeah, of, I like Mac and Dak. Yeah. I, I would definitely go Mac and Dak. I like it. It's like get yourself a pint of Mac and Dak. Can't can, can it because Mac and Dak don't can. Unfortunately, uh, you can't go Cam and Cam in the same lineup with you going Mac and Dak. That is true. <laughs> Look at you. That's my that's my hot take. Unfortunately, it's, can't, it's scorching. Can't stack rhyming names like uh, like I know he wants to. All right. Whoa! Ted. Projected totals here, huh? Uh, I mean, it's hard for me to pick against Danny's team. Danny's. I think it's gonna be like Danny. And what, what's Corey. Corey. predicted Corey, so I'm assuming you're predicting <laughs> him to be in the final. Yes. Th that's how okay. it would work, boy. Thank you. Um, Sometimes Ted comes up with some really crazy theories. What? You don't wait, you think Danny beating you is a crazy theory? No, like Corey winning it but not winning his matchup. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. He doesn't win his matchup, but somehow wins. Because he made he made a friend, and okay, so right. you're predicting Corey to win it, Danny to be in the final, 
Who are you predicting for the loser ball or the, to win the toilet cup? Wait, what's winning the toilet cup? Is that it losing? Earning the toilet cup, I think, is what you would say. Okay, who will like... be the ultimate loser? Oh, jeez. All right. Who, what are the possibilities here? Me or Boyd? One of you or me will be in it. And then okay. one of Eric or Barrett. Or Barrett. That's right. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to go Barrett. Okay. Her team is like on a steep decline. I mean, she's a great manager and even better human being. <laughs> not her fault at all. You you do not wish her to eat a bag of potatoes. Is that what you're saying? No. Do not eat a bag of potatoes. You are awesome because I think you listen to this okay. podcast. So, Ted, <laughs> just a good – I want to take a slight segue here. Do you like okay, eating – do you like eating uh, chips? Do I like eating chips? Are you – Trying to make that into a bag of potatoes in my mouth? Yeah, like is that not a bag of potatoes? Like a packet of chips? I I, I guess, I guess, but we're we're not saying it's more of a name. It's like the p word is being substituted, not so much that the potatoes are actually dicks. Okay. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, and family they... podcast, Ted. Wait, I what? like eating dicks as well. There's dicks, burgers, amazing. Aren't they, boy? Uh, dicks that's... are great, yep. That is, that's pretty funny. I didn't even think about that. There is a restaurant, you're right. There is a place in Seattle called Dicks. <laughs> great joke. Dark. Moving on. Well, on that note, Ted, why don't we let you uh, get back to your evening? Uh, no, and eat a bag no, of potatoes. You, you eat a bag of potatoes. <laughs> you eat two big bags of potatoes. Wait, Boyd, what about you? What do you? What are you saying? What, what about our matchup here? Huh? How do you feel? Oh, what do I think? I think. I'm oh, gonna... yeah. I can't ask you questions. I thought this was a democracy. <laughs> I, I was waiting Wait, for you to ask me something, Ted. All, all podcast. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm going to win. Wow, really? Yep. Biggest question, though, Why? is not who wins, but will the cooler effect be in force? Well, yeah, I, the cooler nope. is in force. So you're going to score less than your Wait. projection of 107. This is Wait. this is Trevor's time to shine. But that's the last time we played. You have not cooled me once this season. Uh, I don't <laughs> believe that to be true. Let's go back to week 13. That would be our last matchup. Uh, my computer. And not- remember, it's not just the, you're not just lowering my score for projection. You actually have to beat me, right? Like, you've not beat me this year, so. Yeah, so last matchup, I cooled you from your projection of 122 down to 100. Mm-hmm. So consider yourself cooled. And the, the okay. matchup, he cooled you from one twenty six down to 180. But boy, didn't you cool yourself in both those matchups too? Scoring less than your opponent? That That's not what the cooler is. <laughs> oh, okay. The cooler is you... suppressing somebody. Did I cool myself? Sure. But losing is not cooling. Those are two separate things. It just They just have to coincide. It's correlation, not causation. Right, right. A strong correlation. Into <laughs> strong, cool... strong correlation. Into you cooling your own scores and other people feeling like they don't need to try as hard. That's right. There's a lot of a check marks on my side for the advance. Ted, I think you're cooling this argument for me and I don't appreciate it. I think this is this is definitely not the only thing you had to hold on to for this entire season. <laughs> it's not that's one thing that you've not been holding on to. Wait, and how much cash draft cash do you have now? Are you you're not the leader right now, right? I am not no. the leader. Pistol Pete has oh. the most cash. All right. So you, you lost that too. Okay. Anyways. Cool, 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 cool. Good luck okay. this week. Uh, thank Good you luck. for joining us. No problem. Anytime. All right. Bye. All right. And it's time for another Stat Corner Playoff Edition.
What a weird week we just saw. Tom Brady had the lowest point total among quarterbacks that we drafted. But leading the way was undrafted Tyler Huntley, who threw for two touchdowns and ran in two more on the ground, something Lamar Jackson has never done. Three of the top five scoring running backs this week also went undrafted in our league. The RB2 this week wasn't even rostered. There were no big surprises at tight end or wideout, but Kelsey and Tyreek are now on the COVID list. And for you kicker stands out there, also added is top scoring Kaimi? Kaimi? Whatever, who cares? And now Eckler is on there too. Buckle up, everyone. Okay, well, let's dig in to uh, the matchups for this week, week 16. We've got the loser bracket. We've got the winner's bracket. Uh, we will mention there are a couple of matchups of people without a whole lot to play for. Uh, that'd be Pete, Badger, and then Lauren Andrew, uh, interestingly enough, facing off. Um, no playoff positioning or keeper value, but they can still get both the best week of the year and the loose change bet. So still something to play for for those guys. Yeah. Okay, so in the loser's bracket, we've got two matchups the losers of which will be in the loser bowl next week. Matchup number one, we've got Barrett against Eric. Barrett won her way out of the lower side, but still uh, not out of it yet. So I my prediction think- is still holding true, which is you versus Barrett in the loser bowl, and you, you are going to be the loser bowl champion. I believe you predicted Barrett to be the... Oh, champion. did I? Yes, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. First to last. Want to keep you on the up and up here. Uh, all right. Yeah. So Eric projected for 108 uh, going up against Barrett's projection of 94. Eric has beaten her twice so far this season. But uh, Travis Kelsey just went on the COVID list. Leonard Fournette just went out for the season. This is not the dominant squad that the loser bracket was fearing. All of a sudden, is there hope for Barrett? A little, but... Why are we spending time on this? Let's get to the ones that matter. Okay. Why? I mean, the loser is going to be in the loser bowl. All right. So the other side is going to be me versus Ted. This is our marquee matchup of the week, right? Yes. Yes. This is the Obviously. matchup that everybody's interested in. All right. So Ted is projected to win 107 to 95. As we mentioned, Ted has beat me twice so far this season, but I did cool him twice. So if we say that Ted is going to score less than 107, what do you put my chances of winning at? 30%. 30%. Okay. Are you sticking with uh, me losing and being in the loser bowl? Or yes. Mix yes. it up. No, sticking with it. Even though Ted's starting Jake Fromm this week, still like him. Yeah. Because Jake Fromm is projected to put up like 10 points. <laughs> Even if he scores zero points. Sure. He still beats you. Uh, okay. I will be picking myself. I think I'm safe. I think it's Ted against Barrett next week in the Loser Bowl finale. Now, on to the matchups that matter. Battle of Bainbridge Island something. I think it's like five or seven. I can't remember. Probably more than that. Are you saying it's the fifth matchup between these two? Yeah, it's probably more than that because they've been in the league together for how many years? Seven years now? Seven years, so at least seven matchups, I would say. Yeah, so let's say Battle of Bainbridge Island 10 has like a nice link to it. Yeah. Sounds great. Okay, so early earlier in the season, uh, Corey won 142 to 99. That was in week eight. Corey had a lot of his current starting lineup. And Christina had, I guess, most of it as well. But each of them have made additions since Well, then. no. They didn't have Christina didn't have Devonte or or Najee, uh, Najee yeah. right? So Corey, two positions. Corey did not have Mahomes or Hill at that point, I believe. Yeah. So yeah, so a little bit different. Okay, so we come into this matchup not quite full strength. Darren Waller probably not back yet. Uh, Pat Fryer move is out. I think maybe we'll should we go position by position? Yes. Okay. So the quarterback position, Christina still has the two horses, Kyler and Herbert. And over on Corey's side, Mahomes, and he's got Garoppolo in there right now. Could go with Derek Carr, um, but he's probably going to stick with his boy, Jimmy G. Who do you like so, in the quarterback advantage here? 
they are like they aren't the stallions that they were earlier in the year. Kyla and Herbert, they're like dependable mules, you could say. Like, well, they've almost not like donkeys, but yeah. So, Kyler started off the best quarterback in fantasy for the first, I don't know what it was, four or five weeks, and has tailed mm-hmm. off. Herbert started off kind of slow, but over the last five weeks has really kind of hit his stride. Yep. So, what I was going with that is Mahomes is still Mahomes-ish. And up until this week, he had his weapons. He doesn't have Hill, maybe. He doesn't have Kelsey, maybe. Right? Who's he going to throw to? You could, a optimistic Corey will say, well, Clyde Edwards are there for dump-offs. Right? Mm-hmm. Stack. I... I think the pit defense is a little bit better than that to allow those dump offs, especially if they don't need to cover Kelsey across the middle. Mm-hmm. So these quarterbacks and Garoppolo is Garoppolo. So all these quarterbacks have question marks on them. They're not like this year has been really strange about quarterbacks where even Brady, who is the number one quarterback of the year was, has struggled is not, like, guaranteed, okay, he'll get me 15 points. He'll get me 10 points. And then there'll be weeks he'll get me 25 or 30. There's no quarterback you can confidently say that about. Sure. Yeah, I mean, no quarterback scores 25 every single week. No, but, like, a good, solid floor. Like, are you confident now that Patrick Mahomes will give you at least 10 points? I would say at least 10, yeah. Because he has, he has two games in double digits. That is true. Two games but not in double Yeah. Two, two games not in double digits. Yeah. And uh, like a third where he scored 11. So. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know that I would focus on the bad games as the barometer here. I'm just going to say I like Christina's quarterbacks. Maybe to your point, they've been playing better lately. Um, and they have better matchups. Herbert yeah. going up against Houston, terrible. Murray going up against Indianapolis, not terrible. Uh, they do turn the ball over a lot, but I think they also give up yards and points. Um, and like I said, Mahomes going up against Pittsburgh. Maybe, maybe they're not as good as they used to be, but still pretty good. And you know, Garoppolo is averaging 15 points a game, so he'll probably get yeah. exactly 15 points this week. Yeah. Okay, so running backs. And let's put in the flex as well. On Corey's side, we have Miles Sanders, Jonathan Taylor, Clyde edwards there. Christina has Dalvin Cook, Najee Harris, and Jeff Wilson Jr. Maybe Elijah Mitchell comes back? I believe he's already been ruled out. Oh, he has? Okay. Yeah. I thought that wasn't yet confirmed. So if he's already out, it makes the decision easier for her. Jeff Wilson slots in there. Mm-hmm. On, like, I think Jonathan Taylor's one, Dalvin Cook's two. Then you have to go with, like, Najee, and I sneakily will go with Jeff Wilson over Sanders or Elaire. Okay. What about you? Um, ranking the six of them? Yeah, I think I would agree. Taylor one, Cook two. I think I'm going to go Miles Sanders three. Edwards Hilaire four. Harris five. Jeff Wilson Jr. six. A lot of talent here. A lot of talent on both sides. So I'm giving the edge to Christina. You're going to give it to Corey. I am. Yeah. Uh, Miles Sanders, no touchdowns all season, but I think I would say he's due. And the Giants are not good. So, yeah, I'll take Corey's running backs. All right, wide receivers. Uh, This is where things get interesting. So, Christina has Devontae Adams, Mike Williams, and Corey is getting A.J. Brown back in his first game off of IR on a shortened week uh, against San Francisco, who uh, I don't believe they are great against wide receivers, but it's a decent defense. And then Mike Williams, who just popped up 
with a hamstring injury last game. As we mentioned, Tyreek Hill got himself some COVID. Probably not going to play, I would say. There is a possibility. Uh, I think there's a possibility Corey starting Van Jefferson in a crucial semifinal game. So the big and like very interesting with AJ Brown is they're playing Thursday. Mm-hmm. So he has to make that decision tonight, tomorrow morning, whether he wants AJ Brown or Van Jefferson and risk Hill coming back. Uh, no, I would say AJ Brown is the locked in one and Evans is the one. I think you can wait until mm-hmm. yeah. Like it's a I would be more concerned about coming off does AJ Brown who I'm looking at his game logs and he's had a, a stretch of three weeks, which was decent, which was week six through nine, and he did score twenty five and thirty points. But he, other than his week one, he has not broken double digits. Okay. But, and he's been out since week 11. So, okay, so if all three guys were healthy, which two would you start? I would start Evans and Hill. But okay. I would not start AJ Byrne. Now, if even, I, even though his name is AJ, yes. that doesn't give you any sort of tiebreaker there. No. If there is one. And on top of that, I would potentially risk Van Jefferson. Like, risk starting Hill and then sub in Van Jefferson if he's still on COVID. Are you saying you would, you would bench AJ Brown? Yes. With the plan to start Van Jefferson? If, hoping that one of Evans or Hill play? Hoping that they both play. Well, if you, well, I guess you could still make that call. Nope. Yeah. Well, interesting. I, I think I would start AJ Brown. He's the one guy, I guess, besides Van Jefferson that you know you can start. At least we think so at 8.58 on Wednesday evening. Um, either way, I give the edge to Christina. Yes. Uh, tight ends, we cannot compare, but we'll give the edge to George Kittle because I don't believe Dallin War is back. Let's see. Still not participating on Wednesday. So probably not going to play, which means it's Firemouth, Firemouth, or Waiver Wire tight end. That's not looking good for my pick of Christina being Chloe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I agree. Also give the edge to George Kittle. He might just be the best tight end in football. Uh, okay, so let's move to defense and kicker. Number three on the year. <laughs> yeah, but he missed... What, three games? Four games? Sure. I digress. All right, defense and kicker. Um, looks like a wash to me. Should we spend any more yeah. time? No, okay. let's move on to the real okay. matchup. Top to bottom. Uh, who, you, are you sticking with uh, Christina? Are you going to yeah, switch it up? Yeah, made our picks. We can't pick again. Oh, we can't yeah. pick again. Okay, right, right. Yep. Uh, well, I guess that means I'm sticking with Christina as well. So there you yeah. go. Okay, let's move on to your matchup against Danny. Uh, you guys faced off in week 10. Danny beat you 116 to 105. Uh, each of your lowest, lowest-ish score of the season. So I think both of you hoping for a better score this week. Uh, projections, 133 to 132. Looks yeah. pretty tight. Projections to beat Corey and Christine is projections. That is correct. Interesting. Yeah. I'm confident-ish. I just need everyone to perform and not lay an egg. I'm hoping last week was the egg that got it out of our system. And this week we're going to come back and be back to where we were for the the majority of the season. All right. So let's get into it. Uh, We've got one quarterback uh, on Danny's team. So we're just going to go quarterback to quarterback. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and give you the benefit of the doubt. Let's compare Dak to Jalen Hurts. Hurts okay. has the Giants. Dak has Washington, who Hurts just went off on. Uh, who do you like here? I like Dak. I don't trust Jalen Hurts. Like, mm-hmm. Again, you look at that game log, and we couldn't watch that game because we had to watch the Seahawks disaster. That's right. 
Hertz was like barely averaging one or two points into the second half, I believe, or into the second quarter, and then he went off for 300 yards. So, yeah, I. Danny has been winning. He's proving me wrong that Ertz is a quarterback. He's not the top five quarterback that Danny wanted him to be, but he's decent. Yeah. Uh, last time Hertz faced the Giants, three points, and he got hurt. So we'll see if there's a little PTSD for him. Uh, I will also swing Dak's way. Uh, we were joking before the podcast that you wanted Dak to be Dak. And I said, well, He's got to be good, Dak. There's definitely kind of a Jekyll and Hyde thing going on. Um, actually, quick question. Uh, what would Dak's Jekyll name be? Like if Dak is Hyde, what would his Jekyll name be? Would it be like Baxter? Dak and Baxter? Sure. I don't know where you're going with this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's move on to the running backs. We have... Three-ish a piece. Uh, interesting note about Danny's roster. This might be the time. Austin Eckler just got himself some COVID. Does not look likely to play. Is it COVID? It, like, was not confirmed yet. Yeah, he is nursing a bit of an ankle injury. It is not that. Um, he was placed on the COVID list apparently 1.54 p.m. today. That does yeah. not look good for Danny's chances here. But for the purpose of this discussion... We'll throw him in there along with David Montgomery and Cordero Patterson. And then on your side, this is kind of the backbone of your team. James Robinson, Joe Mixon, Alvin Kamara. Saquon Barkley not starting this week. It yeah. seems. Didn't start last week. And that was a good-ish decision. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, like my, I like my stable of running backs. Like That is the core of my team. They uh-huh. need to perform. They need to get like the good 10 point floor. And then I need one or two of them to go off for like 20, 25 points. That's how I win. So well, I like. Yeah, I'll say this. Uh, each of Kamara and Mixon had their worst game of the, of the season last week. So you got to hope for a bounce back effort. Um, I will also mention uh, Mixon has not gone double digits since week 12. So it's actually kind of a downward turn for him since his uh, two touchdown, 165 yard day against Pittsburgh. So he needs a rebound. Kamara needs a rebound. I think they both do it. I like your running backs. Yeah. Okay. Uh, wide receiver. We've got uh, Cooper King Cup and T. Higgins for Danny and Justin Jefferson and Mari Cooper for you. Yeah, and it's really interesting because it's just basically like Cooper versus Jefferson. I will give Cooper Cup the edge. Mm-hmm. Uh, versus Amali Cooper and T. Higgins, I I don't know. Like Amali's been just down in the dumps. I don't know what's wrong with him. Dak needs to go over there, talk to him, get a stack going again. Uh, yeah, I and they're ranked very evenly, like Jefferson's third on the year, Cooper Cup's first on the year, Amari Cooper's 28th, and T. Higgins is 26th. So pretty even, I would say. Is there any chance you start DJ Moore this week? Yes. <laughs> there isn't more than a 0% chance that I start okay. him. Uh, over on Danny's side, I guess we should mention Terry McLaurin currently on his bench. Is there any chance that Terry McLaurin finds his way into the starting lineup this week? Yeah, definitely, because he'll need a flex. <laughs> I mean, if Eckler's out, then that would be the logical choice for that flex spot. Yeah. Okay. Um, I am going to lean Danny's way, because I think that's just how good Cooper Cup has been so far. I like, you know, Higgins, kind of a crowded uh, wide receiver group there. Uh, he's one of three main guys. Uh, had a bit of a hot uh, three weeks before last week. Um, I think he comes back to doing his 10-point thing, and I think it's enough. All right, tight end. We got Dallas Goddard for Danny, Rob Gronkowski for you. Dalton Schultz, not in starting lineup. (laughs) He is a top-five tight end. He is. Uh, I like Gronk just because of the injuries on the Tampa Bay receiving core. So Gronk's going to be looked at a lot more. Hopefully they build that connection up during the week. Mm -hmm. 
it was completely missing. I was really annoyed. Like, what is it? 11 targets for two catches? Come on, go on. Do yeah. better than that. But hold no, those things in. No fewer than eight targets in the last five games. So, yeah. Uh, I will also lean Gronk's way. Goddard has been good. Uh, back to back 19 and 27 point games. So, uh, I think it'd be close, but I'll give the edge to Gronk. All right. Uh, OP slot. Uh, we're going to say Mac Jones for you, part two of the Dak and Mac show. And yeah. right now, Melvin Gordon finds his way into the OP slot. No Davis Mills this week. Are you surprised? No. Oh, actually, yes, because they're going against the Chargers defense, which isn't an amazing defense. Mm-hmm. So they do have a Bosa, but I don't yeah. know who else they have. Um, I am surprised I will give myself the edge because <laughs> I am going to win as I predicted because yeah. that's what I do now. I just say I'm going to win. <laughs> so you're not worried about the Buffalo defense, which has been pretty good against quarterbacks. Uh, I am and I'm not because last time he went up against Buffalo, what did he score? He scored a nice half a point. So. Yeah. <laughs> He threw the ball three times against that defense. That's how yeah. scared he was. We will say, people, that they were in a snow, like it was a blizzard condition with 50 mile an hour winds, uh-huh. and he did get the win. Okay, so, so Melvin Gordon averaging 12.3 points a season, Mac Jones averaging 13.2 points per season. Hmm. Melvin Gordon, six games in double digits. Mac Jones has seven games in double digits. Check that eight. Yeah, maybe it's nine. Okay. Uh, I can give the edge. I can give the edge to Melvin Gordon. What do you think about that? I think Melvin Gordon finds the end zone. Assuming he plays, uh, I'm going to give the slight edge to Melvin Gordon. Love that Danny's going. No quarterback in the OP slot in a do or die semifinal game. Danny, I'm pulling for you. I'm going to pick Danny in this matchup. I had Andrew in this matchup, but now that he has lost, I believe I am now able to change my pick. No, you're not. You're picking rules. Andrew. No. Does that mean by default I'm picking you to advance because I officially didn't pick Danny? No, because you're default picking Andrew, which means you've already lost. Okay. I am default not picking anybody, but I'm definitely pulling for Danny. Obviously, you don't want me to be in the final. <laughs> I, you losing in the final would be more satisfying than you losing in the semifinal. I will say this. One thing Although, I will: if you lose now, you can get the depression over uh, by the time we do the final <laughs> podcast. Whereas if you lose in the final, that last podcast is going to be murder, murder on the audience. One interesting thing will be if Corey and I both make it. Will we get any listens on the podcast? <laughs> Yeah, you'll get like 12 listens. It'll be six for you and six for Corey. It's going to be great. (laughs) The country of Australia is going to be very excited if you make it to the final. Uh, We have defenses which do kind of matter. Um, Tynan's going up against tennis. Uh, Tynan's are going up against San Francisco, and I've got the opposing one right now in my lineup. Mm -hmm. But the Eagles defense may actually find their way in. I uh, think. Uh, uh, good possibility. Well, you've also got the Patriots defense going up against Buffalo, number two ranked defense. You have three defenses yes. on you. You got all sorts of defensive options. Have you not known I've had three defenses for like four weeks? It's been four. yeah. It's been your uh, it's been your secret. Now we should mention uh, we are recording this before waivers cleared with the COVID reschedules uh, and due to our broadcast schedule. We don't know anything about waivers, so there could be some more moves to be made. I like to think that no moves will be made and these are the exact starting lineups. We'll see uh, by tomorrow. Tomorrow is the, is the first game. Yes. Um, so it's possible that Danny replaces defense. possible Christina picks up another tight end. Um, these are the unknowable things uh, that we relish when doing a once a week podcast. <laughs> okay. I think that about wraps it up for the week for us um good luck to my opponent and to danny and to corey and christina 
I hope Christina wins. I hope I win. So my bracket is still unbroken as we go into the final. Um, one Let, other thing, wait. which... Yeah, oh. sorry. One, one quick note. Do you have anybody that you're rooting for in that Corey-Christina matchup? Looking ahead, I, I don't know if you allow yourself to look ahead, but if you look ahead to week 17 in the final, should you advance, is there one of the two you would rather face? I've predicted Christina to be there. So I'm sticking with that. that I'm so you just stick with your Christina. predictions. You don't like both teams are as good as each other. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think like I had a down week. I seem to be viewed as the weakest team in the four. Fine. Mm-hmm. Nobody believes in us. Uh, as ESPN is at least saying. Well, I, your team emblem is a picture of Brady from the year they were the big underdog and won their first Super Bowl championship. So maybe that's your badge of honor. I don't know. All right, guys, that will do it for us this week. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Good talk from Sweden. Bye for now.